Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hello, it's Seat Kulazinac. Welcome to the Arsenal Audio Program. Premier League. Sunday, April 8th, 2018. Arsenal v Southampton. Kickoff 2.15pm. The Contents. The Boss. The Captain. Voice of Arsenal. Player Feature. Callum Chambers. Youth. Young Gun. Tarahi Bola. Women. Unseen Arsenal Country File Community In The Mix Visitors Southampton Club Culture Level Up 1998 Match Action Arsenal v CSKA Moscow My Story Team the boss. Arsene Wenger talks to Chris Harris. The boss on Thursday's win, Southampton's surprising predicament, and Ray Wilkins. We had a spectacular first half on Thursday, but they look dangerous as well. We know it's not done yet. It was a difficult game because they looked very good going forward and came out very quickly every time we lost the ball. Both teams could have scored more goals, and of course we wanted to extend our advantage in the second half, but at least we know we have to stay focused for the second leg in Moscow. We will go there with the right focus to try to win the game. Aaron scored a special goal to make it 3-1, but personally I must say that I liked his first goal too. I like more the goals that are the consequences of good team play. I'm more of a fan of the great combinations at high pace. It is the DNA of our game. So, when we score a special goal at the end of a special combination, I found that even more enjoyable. I don't want to take anything away from Aaron's goal, but when you are a manager, you always look in the game for what you work on. I must say that the goal from Aaron was a beautiful, showed great combination. Both of his goals were special. It's a combination of skill, but also of decision-making. That means he analysed well what has happened around him, and he made the right decision and executed it well. For now, we must forget about the Europa League, though, because we have a big game against Southampton today. 
Pierre Emerick Aubameyang is available again for us and we want him to continue his excellent form. He played on the left for some of the game against Stoke and he has the qualities to do well there because he's very good at running in behind defenders and on the flanks there's a bit more room for that. He has a huge physical potential which he can express on the flanks much more than he can in the middle going up and down. He has that capacity to repeat at high intensity and that's why I think when he plays on the left it suits him well. Also, when you play on the left, you can come inside and shoot with your right foot, and he loves to do that. He gives us width, he runs in behind, and that's a very important ingredient. When you're a defender and somebody runs behind you, you don't like it. He has that capacity. Southampton will fight for everything today. In their position, they have no other choice. I'm surprised they've struggled this season because they have a good squad, full of quality. I don't really know what happened to them, but this is a club that has done exceptional work. They deserve huge credit and respect when you look at the number of players they've produced in England in the last 10 years. It's frightening. One of those players is Callum Chambers, who has really made a step up this season. He's more composed. Physically, he's moved up. He's more mobile. He's lighter on his feet. Technically, he's improved and his confidence is better. That's a consequence of concentration in training. It's also a consequence of ageing a little bit. You become a complete player, and between 21 and 23 is an important evolution in a player's mind. Some make it, some don't make it, so it's about learning your job and being able to express it under stress, under demands, to be competitive and to be efficient. I believe Callum is an intelligent boy who tries to learn, and he has some good examples here. We have centre-backs with good experience, like Koscielny, like Mertesacker. They're every day around our young defenders who take advantage of that. Finally, I wanted to say how sad I was to hear of the passing of Ray Wilkins last week. I remember the first time I saw him play when I went to watch Milan while he was there. I was a coach at Monaco at the time, and I often went to watch the Italian Championship because we played in France on Saturday night, and in Italy they played on Sunday afternoon. I had bought Mark Haightley from Milan and he played together with Ray Wilkins, so that's where I saw him. I saw him play for the national team too, of course. Then afterwards, when I came to England, I saw him when he was a coach or manager and a pundit as well. So he covered all aspects of people who are involved in football nowadays. I've always had huge respect for him because he didn't look for headlines. He made common sense. I didn't know him very well. Of course, we met each other, but I cannot say that I was his friend. But I had big respect for him because you could feel that he was inside our game and he looked always to be accommodating for people who were in the job. He always defended the players and he saw an image of the game that I like. He was not always the judge. He was more of a guy who defends the beautiful game and people who are involved in the game. Thanks for your support on Thursday. Enjoy the match today. Captain, the skipper on a couple of special performances on Thursday. Thursday's result was good because it obviously puts us into a strong position going into the second leg. I said before the game that it was crucial for us not to concede, but if you do let in a goal, the best way to respond is by getting four of your own. We're on a good way in the tie, but when the return leg comes, we have to make sure we switch on from the very start and try to make sure that we get an away goal. That's the target. 
We absolutely won't underestimate CSKA because we know what it means to have home advantage, and that showed on Thursday. Apart from a 10-minute spell in the first half when they scored and made a few chances. So often, away matches in Europe come with a difficult and hostile home crowd, so we need to make sure we're prepared for that. If we think the return game will be in any way easy, we will have a bad surprise. We'll be very focused and need to approach the match with total concentration. Going forward on Thursday, we look so dangerous, especially in the first half. Almost all the opportunities we made were high value, and we could have scored from all of them. I was delighted for Alexandre Lacazetti to score another two goals because, as I mentioned in my last notes, I witnessed how hard he worked when he was injured. Laka is one of many players who can make the difference for us. If you get the ball to him in the box, you know that he has the ability to score from anywhere. That's a strength we must identify and take advantage of. Laka really deserves these goals. He's rewarding himself and all of us for his hard work. I'm really pleased because he's a true team player. Maybe the only real criticism is that we should have scored more, especially after half-time when we had more good opportunities that we didn't take. As good as we were before the break, we should have scored more afterwards. We lacked efficiency in the second half, and we have to admit that it's something to address and put right today. We're able to create those chances when we put our players in those positions. Often it's Mesut who is the creator, and on Thursday he showed how lethal he can be in the final third. He has that eye, that vision. It's up to us to put him in the best possible position to be able to have maximum influence. We have to give him that platform in every match, and Thursday was an example of why. It's not just Mesut's creativity that benefits us, though. He's also a threat when he penetrates the box, and he came close to scoring in the first half, too. It's good to have that variety. There's still more to come from Mesut, as I've always said. There's so much potential there, but he still has more to give. He was heavily involved in all four goals against CSKA, and we need him to be as valuable as that in every game. I enjoyed seeing the way Mesut linked up with Aaron Ramsey. Aaron is at his best when he makes those brilliant late runs into the box and shows how dangerous he can be. He has almost perfect timing and is great at that late arrival into the box. As I mentioned, we have many offensive qualities, but we can't neglect the defensive balance, and the same goes for Aaron too. It's about picking when to go forward and when not to, to get that balance right. As a team, we need to make sure that we get that right in the return leg. Now it's back to the Premier League, and the task for us is to very much keep the momentum up. We've won five matches in a row now, and there's a real desire among the squad to build on that, no matter who plays this afternoon. Every player brings something to the team, and we need to always make sure we bring our best. We need to be conscious of bringing total focus, especially as they have a lot to play for. We can't start sloppily after we've played well in the previous game, as we have done this season at times. The Premier League is our weekly business, and we want to take care of our job. We've been generally good at home this season, and it's up to us to continue that today. Southampton pose a difficult threat, especially because they are in a position where they really need points. We know that they have a variety of players, particularly in attack. They have different ways to play, and that's something for us to be aware of. 
Let's win the duels and make sure that we dominate the game from the start on. Thanks for your support. Per was talking to Nick Bromsack. Voice of Arsenal. Academy players visit local hospital. To spread some Easter cheer, a group of our young players recently visited a local hospital to hand out some chocolate eggs. Emil Smith Rowe, Zek Medley, Jordi Ose Tutu, and Talaji Bola joined Arsenal staff as they spent the afternoon meeting patients and staff at Whittington Hospital. Academy Under 12's pitch presentation. At half-time today, make sure you extend a warm round of applause for the Academy's Under-12 team, who won the prestigious Iber Cup in Dallas last weekend. The side, coached by former gunner Adam Birchall, beat Oklahoma Energy 3-0 in the final. They also won a nail-biting penalty shootout against Rise SC on the way. Congratulations, boys! Matchball Sponsor Today's Matchball sponsors have sent in the following message. Looking forward to seeing my team play at the Emirates and meeting one of our favourite players. We are Arsenal forever. Wendy Truman Reddish. Oba's flying start. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang is certainly enjoying a promising start to his Arsenal career and his double against Stoke City last weekend were his fourth and fifth in the Premier League since joining us from Borussia Dortmund at the end of January. That brace meant that our new number 14 has become our first player to score five times in his first six Premier League appearances. Ober's other goals came on his debut at home to Everton, away at Brighton and Hove Albion, and against Watford. Check in line for a ton. Petr Cech could make his 100th Premier League appearance for us today. Our number 33, who kept his 200th clean sheet in the competition in our 3-0 win over Watford in March, has 44 shutouts for us in all competitions. Premier League stats. Shots. Alexandre Lacazette, 43. Granit Xhaka, 41. Aaron Ramsey, 39. Alex Iwobi, 27. Masoud Azil, 26. Chances created. Masoud Azil, 84. Henrik Mkhitaryan, 38. Granit Xhaka, 31. Hector Bellerin, 29. Alexandre Lacazette, 27. Passes. Granit Xhaka, 2,500. Masoud Azil, 1,809 Laurent Kozilny, 1,679 Hector Bellerin, 1,588 Nacho Monreal, 1,562 Crosses Masoud Azil, 98 Henrik Mkhitaryan, 72 Granit Xhaka, 67 Hector Bellerin, 57 Sayed Kolasinac, 33. Clearances. Laurent Kozilny, 129. Shkodron Mustafi, 128. Nacho Monreal, 70. Hector Bellerin, 56. Granit Xhaka, 45.
Cheer on the lads in the Youth Cup. Our under-18 side take on Blackpool in the second leg of their FA Youth Cup semi-final on Monday, April the 16th, and the team need your support. Tyrese John-Jules and Xavier Ameki scored at Bloomfield Road in last month's first leg, helping us to a 2-2 draw, which leaves the tie delicately poised going into the return match. We last reached the final in 2009, when we beat Liverpool 6-2 over two legs. Platinum, Gold, Silver, Red and JG members can order free tickets from 10am on Monday up until Wednesday, April the 11th at 10am. Membership cards will be activated. Tickets will be available on general sale via our TicketFast print-at-home facility from then on and will remain on sale until 3pm on Friday, April the 13th. Tickets will be priced at £4 for adults and £2 for concessions, under-16s and over-65s. Please note that paper tickets will not be issued during this period. Tickets will not be available on the evening of the match to purchase. All tickets must be purchased in advance. Please note, under-14s need to be accompanied by an adult, 18 or over, when attending fixtures at Emirates. Seating will be unreserved for this fixture and situated in the lower tier only. The match takes place as follows. Arsenal under-18s versus Blackpool under-18s. FA Youth Cup semi-final. Monday, April the 16th. Kick-off, 7pm. Emirates Stadium. And if you can't make the Youth Cup semi-final, our youngsters are in action here on two further occasions this week. Arsenal under-23s versus Villarreal under-23s. Premier League International Cup semi-final. Tuesday, April the 10th. Kick-off, 7pm. Emirates Stadium. Arsenal under-23s versus Swansea under-23s. Premier League 2. Friday, April the 13th. Kick-off, 7pm. Emirates Stadium. Ray Wilkins. Arsenal Football Club would like to extend sincere sympathies to the friends and family of Ray Wilkins, who passed away on Wednesday, aged just 61. A former captain of England and regular opponent of the Gunners during his time with Chelsea, Manchester United and Queen's Park Rangers, Ray was hugely respected in the game, not only for his talent but also as a man of great integrity and warmth. R.I.P. Ray. Refspect. The Refspect campaign is working with the PFA, the FA, Professional Game Match Officials, PGMOL, the League Managers Association and the FA of Ireland and county football associations, including other professional bodies, to help raise awareness and eliminate problems experienced by referees at all levels of the game, in particular at grassroots level. No referee, no game. The RefSpect campaign is an initiative aimed at improving the behaviour of parents and spectators. By reducing the number of incidents of poor touchline behaviour, the campaign aims to maintain the current number of referees and help to attract many more new referees to the beautiful game. 
The campaign would like all football clubs, leagues and county FAs to offer active support of the RefSpect campaign and raise awareness of RefSpect by signing up to support the campaign. On this day, 2001, Vieira and Pires score to give us 2-1 FA Cup semi-final win over Tottenham. 2012, Arteta scores long-range winner against Manchester City. Tuesday, the under-18s are at home to Chelsea. Coming up, Tuesday, while the under-23s face Villarreal in the Premier League International Cup semi-final. Thursday, we're away at CSKA Moscow in the second leg of our Europa League quarter-final. Friday, the under-23s host Swansea at the Emirates. It's the law. With the laws of football regularly being adapted, Ken Goldman, vice-chairman of the North Middlesex Referees Society, reveals the latest changes to the game's essential framework. This week, the focus is on drop balls. The restart that arguably causes the most confusion is the dropped ball. It occurs when the game is stopped and there is no other means of restarting play. The referee drops the ball at the place where play was stopped. The ball is in play when it touches the ground, and surprisingly any number of players may contest it. But the referee, contrary to popular belief, cannot tell the players how to deal with the situation prior to dropping it. If the dropped ball enters the goal without touching at least two players, the game is restarted by a goal kick if struck by an attacker and a corner if by a defender. 4K ready. We go into today's game just one goal away from reaching 4,000 at home in the top flight. Payments to registered intermediaries. In accordance with FIFA's regulations on working with intermediaries, Arsenal hereby declares that in the period February 2nd, 2017 to January 31st, 2018, the total amounts paid to intermediaries was £10,560,689. Explanatory note. The amount given is the aggregate of all payments made to intermediaries during the reporting period for agency activity, including payments made by the club on behalf of players. Matchday stewards required. The club is currently seeking exceptional stewards to work on matchdays and major events on a casual basis at Emirates Stadium. You will operate as an ambassador for the club and provide a best-in-class service in order to enhance the fan and customer experience while ensuring safety and security standards are maintained at all times. Suitable candidates should be smart, friendly and confident when dealing with members of the public. If interested, please apply via www.arsenaljobs.com by April 23, 2018. Superb servants. Congratulations to Pat O'Connor, Steve Braddock and Paul Johnson, all of whom have served Arsenal Football Club for more than 30 years in various roles. Pat, a former electrician and now member of the facilities team. Steve, former stadium groundsman and now in charge of all the pitches at the Arsenal Training Centre, and Paul, former travel manager who is now part of Arsene Wenger's coaching team as equipment manager, 
were all guests of the club in the director's box for our match against Stoke City last week. Thanks for your loyal service to the club, gentlemen. Baggett. Win with Arsenal and Puma. In every programme this season, the club's kit partner Puma are giving away travel bags. Just answer this question to be in with a chance of winning. Question time. Who scored our last-minute winner when we beat Southampton 2-1 last season? Email your answer, including your full name and address, to program at arsenal.co.uk or tweet at Arsenal Magazine. All entries to us by Friday, April the 13th, please. One entry per person. Above and Beyond Congratulations to Amy Walsh and Jacob Callahan, who went above and beyond with their programme selling skills against Stoke City and Moscow. Amy deservedly won a Puma t-shirt and Jacob a Gunners jumper. We'd like to thank them both for their sterling efforts on the respective match days. If you think one of our programme sellers has gone above and beyond, please let us know by emailing programme at arsenal.co.uk. Ref Watch Andre Mariner Today's referee is Andre Mariner from the West Midlands. An experienced official, Mr Mariner has officiated in the Premier League since 2005 and has taken charge of 14 of our games since the start of the 2014-15 season. Here's our recent record with him in charge. 2017-18 Premier League Stoke City 1, Arsenal 0 Premier League Arsenal 1, Man United 3 Arsenal, three yellow cards. Premier League, Arsenal nil, Man City three. Arsenal, one yellow card. 2016-17, Premier League. Man United one, Arsenal one. Arsenal, three yellow cards. Premier League, Arsenal two, Crystal Palace nil. Arsenal, one yellow card. Premier League, Arsenal one, Watford two. Arsenal, three yellow cards. Premier League, Arsenal, two. Man City, two. Arsenal, three yellow cards. Premier League, Arsenal, two. Man United, nil. Arsenal, one yellow card. 2015-16, Premier League. Newcastle United, nil. Arsenal, one. Arsenal, one yellow card. League Cup. Tottenham 1, Arsenal 2, Arsenal 3 yellow cards. Premier League, Arsenal 2, Man City 1. FA Cup, Arsenal 1, Watford 2, Arsenal 1 yellow card. 2014-15, Premier League, Arsenal 1, Southampton 0. Premier League, Arsenal 2, Everton 0, Arsenal 2 yellow cards. 22 Arsenal Yellow Cards Anti-Semitic and discriminatory chanting of all kinds is offensive to home and away supporters alike and will not be tolerated. If you witness any form of offensive chanting at the match, you can report it to a matchday steward or use our See Something, Say Something service by texting FOWL to 67777 together with a description of the incident. 
We are proud of the diverse nature of our team, our supporters and wider community. Thank you for your support and enjoy the game. Arsenal, League Champions 1932 FA Cup winners 1930-1936-1950-1971-1979-1998-2002-2003-2004-2015-2017 League Cup winners 1986-87-1992-93 Charity Community Shield winners, 1930, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 1931-1931, 
The England international joined this afternoon's opponents, aged just seven, and rose serenely through the ranks before making his debut as a 17-year-old in a 4-1 League Cup win at Stevenage in August 2012. While that was his only appearance that season, Canham went on to establish himself as a regular starter in the Premier League in 2013-14. His promising displays, often at right-back, caught the eye of Arsene Wenger, and Canham went on to join us in the summer of 2014. Almost four years down the line, Canham is enjoying an encouraging second half of this campaign. He started our last three Premier League games, only the second time he's done so since December 2014, the last two of which against Watford and Stoke City have yielded clean sheets. And as he told us at the training ground earlier this week, today is all about extending that record at the expense of his friends at his former club. Callum, we face Southampton this afternoon. Even given their current situation, they always seem to give us a tough test. Yeah, they do. They've got a good team and their style of play is good as well. So we always seem to have tough games against them. I don't expect anything different this weekend. This is a special fixture for you because you grew up not far from Southampton. My first club was Petersfield Town Juniors. I can't remember whether it was my idea or my parents' idea, but we ended up going down there. It was our local club, and I had a couple of mates that I knew from around my area playing there already. They might have put that club forward to me. So I went down, got welcomed, had my first training session, and I was quite nervous, but I enjoyed every minute. How did you come to join Southampton? I remember one summer we had a tournament in Portsmouth with my local team and the coaches said there would be a few scouts there. I think everyone tried to bring their A game and that was actually the tournament where I got scouted to go to Southampton and Portsmouth. I ended up choosing Southampton. Why did you choose Southampton? I chose Southampton out of the two because they had a better academy system, better facilities and coaching and they were renowned for bringing through good players and have a good youth system. All those things added up, which is why I ended up choosing to go there. How closely have you followed their season? What have you made of their form? I followed what's going on down there, always do. I've still got friends there, and it's obviously the team I came from. I followed them closely, and it's been a tough season for them. They've got quality players, but results just haven't been going for them. They've got to keep fighting until the end of the season and I think they've got the quality to be able to stay up. We've just got to see what happens. You mentioned the quality of their players, but how much of their form is linked with confidence? How difficult is confidence to recover once it goes? It's tough. Footballers are massively dependent on momentum. When you build momentum in football, it helps so much with the team and individuals because it creates confidence within the group. At spells, as a team, their momentum hasn't been good, so their confidence might be low. As I've said though, they've got quality players there and I'm sure they can get out of it. You used to play with some of those players. Do you still talk to many of them? 
I've got good friends down there, and I still talk to a few of the lads. We had a pretty close group in the Southampton Academy, I think from the age of eight upwards. It was pretty much the same team, same players. A lot of those boys like Luke Shaw, James Ward-Prowse, Harrison Reed, Sam McQueen, Jordan Turnbull and Dominic Gape are all still playing football now at good levels. We had a pretty strong team and we had good fun together. They're all still playing and doing well. Is it true that you didn't tell any of them you were signed for us until we officially announced it? It was funny because nobody knew about me moving to Arsenal. We literally didn't tell anyone, not even my flatmate out of Southampton knew. I've turned up here, all dressed up in my shirt and my jeans, stood outside the office at the training ground, and Alex Oxlade-Chamberlain walks around the corner. He had to double take. It was brilliant because he just couldn't believe it. Then, obviously, I've had to call up my flatmate and say, Can you give my boots to the kit, man? I need my boots. Then I had to go back. I took my skybox with me and all that. It was quite a surprise to everyone, and it was quite nice, to be honest. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. It's not all been doom and gloom for Southampton because they've reached the FA Cup semi-final. Is that a help or a hindrance to them? It's a strange situation for them to be in because their main focus will be on the league and staying up, but they've gone far in the FA Cup and have got their eyes set on Wembley. Given their league position, I think their main focus will be on the Premier League and staying up, but they've also got a chance to win something as well. It's almost the opposite to us, where the Europa League has become the key priority. They're in a bit of a different situation. We want to finish as high as we can in the league, and then, obviously, the Europa League is a very important competition for us as well. 
I'm sure they're the same as us in that they'll approach every game with the same attitude to win every match and do the best that they can in every game. I'm sure that's the way they'll approach the rest of the season. If Saints were relegated, there's the chance of a South Coast derby in the Championship next season, with Portsmouth on the edge of the League One playoffs now. As a South Coast native, how big would that be in the area? It's a massive rivalry. I'm pretty sure it's what Portsmouth fans are dreaming of, while Southampton fans won't be. If the situation happens, I remember watching it when I was growing up, going to the stadium and watching it there, and the rivalry is huge. The game is big for the area too, because it's like the whole area comes to a standstill, and that's what's happening that weekend. I'm sure Southampton fans won't want that scenario to happen though. Arsenal Youth Written by Aidan Small Our under-19s reached the final of the 2018 Dallas Cup only to be beaten 1-0 by Mexican side Tigres. The opening stages of the final played on Sunday, April 1st proved to be a cagey affair with both sides struggling to forge any clear-cut openings. However, Tigres soon pounced on a mistake to score the only goal of the game through Jesus Garza on 25 minutes. We were much improved in the second half, working a number of opportunities and showing a far greater intensity both on and off the ball. Substitute Mark McGuinness struck the post with a well-worked effort from a corner before Bukayo Saka came close to levelling the score deep into stoppage time. Our boys gave it their all, but it just wasn't to be. Our route to the final kicked off with a 2-1 win over FC Dallas, with Bukayo Saka scoring a superb goal, 20 minutes from time to cancel out the visitors' equaliser. The youngster beat his marker, cut in on his left foot and whipped the ball into the top left-hand corner with stunning accuracy. Flo Balligan scored our first of the afternoon with a smart, prodded finish, following brilliant link-up play on the right wing between Saka and Vontae Daly-Campbell. We tried desperately to replicate that same attacking threat in our following fixture against Queretaro Galos Blancos, but the Mexican outfit held out for a goalless draw. Arthur Oconquo made an impressive save in the first half to prevent us from going behind, but that was about it for the afternoon's action with both sides struggling to unpick the opposition defence. Next up was a physical Red Bull Brazil side who needed a win to achieve qualification. If there was any doubt about their ambition to win through their constant ways of attacking talent, then they confirmed it with their rough and aggressive style deployed from the off. Despite this, we would strike first and in glorious fashion too following a fine passage of passing play between Toby Amole and Robbie Burton, Saka was played in behind the defence and found the feet of Belagun, who made no mistake with a first-time finish. The forward did exceptionally well to find space and hold off his marker as he stroked the ball home with his left foot. Red Bull Brazil would go on to draw level, but showing great maturity we controlled the one-all scoreline and booked a spot in the semi-final with Manchester United. United came in at the break with a two-goal advantage following a cool finish from Largi Ramazani at the near post and a well-worked team goal that was fired home by James Garner 
But thanks to an inspired second-half performance from substitute Saka, who scored a brace, we were able to take the game to extra time. The left-winger's first goal was a low drive at the near post, which followed up by a thumping effort that went in off the bar in the 60th minute. Kwame Ampadu's decision to make a triple change at half-time had proven to be a masterstroke. The entire squad showed great promise throughout the tournament, but Saka was particularly impressive, recording three goals and one assist. The Englishman was our main attacking outlet in the final third, and it's no surprise when you see that he scored eight goals in 15 appearances for the under-18s this season. Two ten-minute periods of extra time followed with both teams working a number of golden chances. United keeper Maciej Kovar deflected a strong effort from Burton onto the woodwork, before Tahith Chong came close for Kieran McKenna's United. But with neither side able to find that all-important goal, the tie went on to be settled by penalties. United initially took the lead after we missed our first two penalties, but following three sublime saves from Okonkwo, we sealed our spot in the final in dramatic fashion. The Dallas Cup may have passed us by, but our chances for silverware this season are still far from over as we turn our attention to the Youth Cup and the PL International Cup. Young Guns, the next generation in their own words. Talaji Bola, born London, January the 4th, 1999. Height, 180 centimetres. School, St Albans Boys. Joined, under-9s. Position, centre-back, left-wing-back, left-back. Boots, Puma Evo Power. This year has been a tough one, but it's been good for me at the same time. I wasn't playing as many games as I would have liked at the beginning of the season, and that was frustrating. But I just decided to knuckle down and keep trying to improve and show the coaches what I could offer. I continue to come in before training to develop technique and in the gym where I work on my power. I also make sure I warm up well to protect myself from injury. It's all clearly working as I've had no muscle issues and my performance tests have all improved and I'm winning a lot more headers. I'm also playing a lot more now. Having had to wait for my opportunity because there was so much competition has made me mentally tougher and more determined which will benefit me in my career, I'm sure. I'm now playing mainly as left-back, although at the beginning of the season before we changed back to a back four, we played as a five, and my role was left wing-back. I quite enjoyed it, as I was getting involved a lot higher up the pitch, and so there was more of an emphasis on contributing to attacking play. It helped me improve my crossing, passing and assists. It also helps improve your tactical brain as you take up different positions and a different set of circumstances to deal with. Now that we have gone back to a four, I've incorporated much of what I developed for the left-back role too. There's much more running as a left-back, but even when I switch to central defence as I have in the past, I get used to the different demands very quickly. I think power and stamina are my strongest assets, which are vital for a full-back. I enjoyed playing for the under-23s, particularly as we tend to play against older opponents and often against first-team players coming back. You learn from those situations, but actual first-team competition is important. 
I think I need to develop my experience a bit more before I go out on loan, but it may be something to consider next season. At the moment, I'm focused on helping us win the Premier League Cup, and we can top the league too if we win our remaining games. Winning trophies is vital at whatever level. The highlight of my career so far is still winning the Montague Tournament with England under-16s, and beating France in the final made it a little bit more special. I have played for England under-16s, under-17s and under-18s, but have not yet been called up for the under-19s, but now that I'm playing regularly, I hope to hear soon. We face Southampton today, after what was a difficult game at home to Stoke last week. Against Stoke, there were too many sloppy passes, and the team didn't penetrate enough. But the players came out a different side after the half-time team talk, and we deserved the points. I think we should win today against Southampton and continue our run in the Premier League. The lowdown. Who has been the biggest influence on your career? My brother. What's the best aspect of your game? Defensive one-on-ones. What do you still need to work on? Heading. Which team did you support as a boy? Arsenal. What has been the greatest moment in your career so far? Winning the Montague Tournament with England under 16. Which current player would you most like to play against? Neymar. If you had to sing one song to save your life, what would it be? Brent Fires, crew. What's your most valued possession? My phone. Who did you pretend to be in the playground? Thierry Henry. Aside from PE, which was your best subject at school? Maths. What other sports are you good at? Athletics. You choose. Nando's or KFC? Nando's. Stormzy or Jay Huss? Stormzy. Messi or Ronaldo? Ronaldo. Champions League or World Cup? World Cup. Instagram or Snapchat? Instagram. Home kit or away kit? Home kit. Netflix or Amazon Prime? Netflix. Sliders or flip-flops? Flip-flops. Long-range goal or dribble through the team? Dribble through the team. Beach holiday or city break? Beach holiday. 40 metres or 400 metres? 400 metres. Early mornings or late nights? Late nights. Anatomy of Arsenal Academy. Touch. Vlad Dragomir. Heading. Joe Olowu. Commitment. Ben Sheaf. Strength. Josh Da Silva. Best skills. Rice Nelson. Right foot, Rice Nelson. Talaji was speaking to Lambros Lambrou. Arsenal Women. A dozen Arsenal players have been called up for international fixtures this week. Twelve players called up. The team's recent run of fine form has certainly caught the eye of national team managers, with 12 Arsenal players called up for international duty. Jordan Nobbs is one of the first names on the team sheet for England, but she has been joined in the England squad for their 2019 Women's World Cup qualifiers by two Gunners youngsters, Beth Mead, 22, and Leah Williamson, 21. Phil Neville's team hosted Wales on Friday night and play Bosnia and Herzegovina in Zeneca this Tuesday. 
There are also three gunners in the Scotland squad. Lisa Evans, Kim Little and Emma Mitchell have all been called up for Shelley Kerr's Scotland squad for their World Cup qualifiers. The Scots played Switzerland in Schaffhausen on Thursday and take on Poland in Paisley on Tuesday, April 10th. Our Irish stars are also on duty. Katie McCabe and Louise Quinn have been included in the Republic of Ireland squad for their qualifiers. Colin Bell's side hosted Slovakia on Friday and will be hosting the Netherlands on Tuesday, April 10th. Katie and Louise will therefore come up against the Gunners' Dutch quartet, Sari van Wienendal, Dominique Janssen, Danielle van der Donk and Viviane Midema. The Oranje will have already played their first qualifier against the other half of the Emerald Isle. They played Northern Ireland in Eindhoven on Friday. Emma signs new contract. Arsenal women are delighted to announce that Emma Mitchell has signed a new contract with the Gunners. Mitch has been with the club since July 2013, winning three FA WSL Continental Cups and three SSE Women's FA Cups during her time with Arsenal. The 25-year-old has played 88 times for the team and has scored five times, four of which have come this season when she's developed a real eye for goal. It's an honour and a privilege to be at this club for such a long time and renew my contract yet again. I'm just really proud, said the left-back. I think a massive influence on my decision has been Joe coming in with his philosophy, the way he wants to play. I like the values he's brought to the club and the way that we've been able to kick on so quickly in such a short amount of time. It's positive and encouraging and there's no place I'd rather be. Manager Joe Montemuro added, Emma is a strong, powerful and committed player. We are delighted that Emma has committed her future with us. Not only does she bring us consistently solid defensive performances, she also lifts the rest of the team with her humour, making her a positive influence within the changing room. Unseen Arsenal March 26, 1927 A first match between the Gunners and the Saints and it's a big one. Just over 91 years ago, Arsenal and Southampton found themselves pitted against each other for the very first time. Herbert Chapman's Gunners were starting to become a force in the English game and had reached the FA Cup semi-final for only the second time in the club's history, where they took on 2nd Division Southampton at Stamford Bridge. The Saints will face Chelsea in another semi-final, in two weeks' time of course. The match was a competitive one, in front of 52,133 supporters, but it was the Gunners who edged ahead on 30 minutes, when Joe Hume shot past Saints keeper Thomas Allen. The picture above shows the first goal going in, but doesn't actually show Hume. Like all good strikers, Jimmy Brain is following in on the goalkeeper and roaring with delight as he realises he won't be required to apply the coupe de grace. The Gunners player on the left is Scottish left half Billy Blythe and to the right is Sid Hoare. In the second half, captain Charlie Buchan 
doubled the gunner's lead. But it wasn't plain sailing for Chapman's men as William Rawlings pulled a goal back for Arthur Chadwick's Saints with 10 minutes remaining. Arsenal held on, but were to suffer disappointment in their first ever FA Cup final, losing 1-0 to Cardiff City. Southampton weren't to reach the Wembley showpiece until 1976, when Laurie McEnemy's second division underdogs famously beat the mighty Manchester United 1-0, courtesy of a Bobby Stokes goal. It was to be another 40 years until Arsenal and Southampton played each other in any competition. Saints didn't reach the top flight until the 1966-67 season. They visited Highbury on Boxing Day 1966 and left with a chastening 4-1 defeat, courtesy of a brace of goals each from George Armstrong and John Radford. As was the tradition at the time, the reverse fixture took place the next day and Ted Bates' Saints earned their first ever victory over the Gunners with a 2-1 win, thanks to goals from Terry Payne and Jimmy Mellier. Further perspective 1. Winger Sid Hall played 117 times for the Gunners, scoring 18 goals. But football wasn't his original profession. Previously, he had worked as a straw hat maker before taking up the game. 2. In Saints' second ever season in the top flight, 1967-68, they beat Arsenal home and away, winning 2-0 at the Dell on April 10th, 1968, then thumping Bertie Mee's team 3-0 at Highbury five days later. Country File we had 11 young gunners in action over the international break. Here's how they got on. Vlad Dragomir played the entirety of Romania under-19's 4-0 win over Serbia, 2-1 win over Sweden and 2-1 loss to Ukraine. He wore the captain's armband in all three fixtures. Dejan Ilyev was called up to the Macedonia senior team but is yet to make his international debut. Yao Virginia was called up to the Portugal under-21 side, but did not feature. Charlie Gilmore completed 90 minutes in Scotland under-19's 2-0 win over the Netherlands, before playing 86 minutes in a 5-4 defeat to Norway. Hugo Kito played the entirety of Finland under-21's 2-0 win over Lithuania. Jeff Rain Adelaide played 90 minutes in France, under-20s, 2-0 win over USA, operating on the left wing. Tyrese John Jules scored and played the entirety of England under-17's one-all draw with Brazil, before eventually losing on penalties. Javier Amici also started. Eddie Enkatea played 85 minutes in England under-19's 4-1 win over Hungary, before going on to score in England's 3-0 win over Latvia. He played 21 minutes as a substitute during England's 2-0 loss to Macedonia. Joe Willock played 89 minutes in England under-19's 4-1 win over Hungary and 90 minutes against Latvia in a 3-0 win. Rhys Nelson 
completed 90 minutes in England under-19's 4-1 win over Hungary, scoring a brace, the first of which was a screamer. He then went on to play 71 minutes in a 3-0 win over Latvia, before coming on for 19 minutes in a 2-0 loss to Macedonia. Jordan McEnef came on as a substitute in the Republic of Ireland under-17s, 3-0 win over Macedonia, before playing 55 minutes in their 1-0 win over Poland. Finally, Josh De Silva played the entirety of England's under-20s 1-0 win over Poland, alongside completing 82 minutes in a 3-0 win over Portugal. Henrik Mkhitaryan, 72 caps, 25 goals. Sead Kolasinac, 24 caps, no goals. David Ospina, 86 caps, no goals. Joel Campbell, 70 caps, 14 goals. Petr Ketch, 124 caps, no goals. Mohamed Elneny, 56 caps and 3 goals. Jack Wilshire, 34 caps, 2 goals. Carl Jenkinson, 1 cap, no goals. Callum Chambers, 3 caps, no goals. Danny Welbeck, 37 caps, 15 goals. Laurent Cajoni, 51 caps, 1 goal. Alex Lacazette, 16 caps, 3 goals. Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang, 56 caps, 23 goals. Per Mertesacker, 104 caps, 4 goals. Mesut Ozil, 89 caps, 22 goals. Shkodran Mustafi, 20 caps, 2 goals. Takuma Asano, 14 caps, 3 goals. Alex Iwobi, 12 caps, 4 goals. Santi Cazzola, 77 caps, 14 goals. Nacho Monreal, 21 caps, 1 goal. Hector Bellerin, 3 caps, no goals. Granit Xhaka, 61 caps, 9 goals. Aaron Ramsey, 52 caps, 13 goals. Community. Using the power of the Arsenal name to positively impact the lives of young people since 1985. Twitter in the community. We hosted the at AFC Community Grassroots Football Day with local clubs and teams made up of our own participants competing in a tournament with a focus on respect and fair play. Where are they now? Jonathan Hill. When were you involved with Arsenal in the community? In November 2007, I lost my mum after a long battle with leukaemia and was unable to concentrate on university studies. In 2008, I saw Arsenal in the community offered a GAP programme and it seemed like a good opportunity for me to do something I enjoyed and give something to focus on. I continued to work in partnership with Arsenal in the community until 2012. What was your role? Initially, I was a GAP year trainee. I went into the local community and delivered football training sessions to primary and secondary schools as part of the double club and coached on soccer schools in term time and during the holidays. In 2009, I started working with Arsenal Sport and Learning students, and this role developed my interest in education. What are you doing now? After moving on from the community department, I went back to university to complete my teacher training. I'm now a maths and PE teacher at an academy in Bexley. How did your time with the community department help you in your current role? 
The encouragement I received enabled me to pursue a career in education and become a teacher. The department is filled with amazing people that give advice, guidance and support when required. The high standards and professionalism allows you to feel confident in what you're doing, knowing that you are making the right choices. During my time there, I gained invaluable experience, learning how to demonstrate leadership, deliver excellent teaching and to be proud of what I'm representing. The hashtag Arsenal Gap. Coach, learn and travel with Arsenal. Are you looking to develop your coaching, teaching and leadership skills? Or are you looking to take a break and build your CV whilst travelling the world representing Arsenal? If so, the Arsenal Gap Year programme may be perfect for you. We are recruiting gappers for our August intake of the hashtag Arsenal Gap. Since the programme started in 2006, hundreds of young people have coached all over the world, from Australia and Mozambique, Bolivia to India, coaching and teaching children wearing the Arsenal badge. By the end of the programme, I had directly coached over 2,000 children from London, Philippines and Ghana. It feels great knowing I have helped and educated that many children. Tom Hatcher Starting in August, you will be based at Arsenal, learning how to coach and gaining your FA Level 1 coaching badge. Once the schools get started in September, you'll put your learning into practice as you coach young people in local primary and secondary schools whilst continuing to have your coach education sessions and getting behind the scenes access to life at the club. As January comes around, having gained your TEFL qualification and your FA Level 2 Block 1 badge, you're packing your bags for Stage 2, where you will go on placement for three months at one of our community partner projects around the world. Your placement could be anywhere from the Philippines to Uganda, working with local NGO, non-government organisations, community partners, spending your day delivering high-quality football sessions and teaching English, often with a focus on life skills or using the sport to tackle local issues that young people will face in their day-to-day life. Stage 3 also offers the opportunity to experience a totally different country as you go abroad again, honing your skills further, before finishing the year having travelled the world, gaining qualifications and life experience and ready for your next adventure. If you can stand in front of a 100 kids with whom you do not share a common language, with no equipment other than a ball and maybe a couple of cones, and keep them entertained for an hour, there will be very few things you can't do. Since the gap year, I have given presentations to very senior people and not felt half as intimidated as I was before my first coaching session. Laura Kirk. The hashtag Arsenal Gap is a voluntary program. For more information, email Alec Norton at anorton at arsenal.co.uk. Follow hashtag Arsenal Gap. Twitter at AFC Community. Instagram Arsenal understrike in understrike the understrike community. Facebook at AFC Community. In the mix. Everything you need to know, and plenty you don't, about an Arsenal based topic. The FA Youth Cup. 1. 
Arsenal have won the FA Youth Cup seven times. In 1966, 1971, 1988, 1994, 2000, 2001 and 2009. 2. Of the Arsenal team that started in the 2009 FA Youth Cup final, Wilshire, Eastmond, Cruz, Frimpong, Bartley, Lansbury, Coquelin, Sunu, Watt and Emmanuel Thomas all made it to the Gunners' first team. 3. Pat Rice won the FA Youth Cup as a player in 1966, then won it as a coach in 1988 and 1994-4. 1970-71 remains the only time a club has won the league title, FA Cup and FA Youth Cup in the same season. 5. The highest ever attendance at an FA Youth Cup game is 38,187 for the first leg of the Arsenal versus Manchester United semi-final at Emirates Stadium in March 2007. 6. Steve Bold was the coach of our last cup-winning side. His under-18 team also won the Academy League title that season. 7. In each of our last five FA Youth Cup finals, we have scored at least five goals over the two games, beating Doncaster 6-1, Millwall 5-3, Coventry 5-1, Blackburn 6-3 and Liverpool 6-2. 8. Francis Kachakow was part of the 1987-88 winning team and now works as a scout for the club, helping to bring Cesc Fabregas to the Gunners in 2003. 9. Kevin Campbell scored 12 goals in the 1987-88 winning run, including a hat-trick in the final. He later scored 59 goals for the first team. 10. Manager of the Arsenal under-18s, Kwame Ampadu, played in the FA Youth Cup for Arsenal in 1988-89 and scored twice in four appearances. 11. England youth winger David Dodson scored 12 goals in seven FA Youth Cup games between September 1956 and November 1957, but never played a first-team game for the club before moving to Swansea City. 12. Our first-ever FA Youth Cup game was a 9-1 win at home to Leyston on October 1954, but our participation was over in the next round. 13. Andy Coles scored 10 goals in eight FA Youth Cup games for Arsenal in 1988-89 and 89-90, but played just twice for the first team. He won the Premier League Golden Boot Award for Newcastle United in 1993-94. 14. Cesc Fabregas played one FA Youth Cup game for Arsenal as a sub in a 9-0 win over Crawley Town in November 2003 and the 16-year-old scored from near the halfway line. 15. This is the 66th edition of the FA Youth Cup. Arsenal are third behind Manchester United and Chelsea in the list of most wins. 16. Aaron Ramsey, Cardiff City and Danny Welbeck, Manchester United, both played against Arsenal in the 2007 FA Youth Cup. 
17. Arsenal won the 2009 FA Youth Cup with a 2-1 second leg win over Liverpool at Anfield on May the 26th, 20 years to the day after the first team won the Division 1 title at the same place. 18. The captain of our 1988 FA Youth Cup winning team was David Hillier, who now works as a co-commentator on Arsenal.com. 19. Our record win in the competition was 12-0 against Ford United in the 1961-62 second round. David Court, later to work as the assistant head of the academy, scored a hat-trick. The Visitors Southampton FC FA Cup semi-finalists Southampton are struggling for survival in the Premier League. A brief history. Formed 1885. Stadium, St Mary's. Capacity 32,505. Manager, Mark Hughes. Local rivals, Portsmouth. Record appearance maker, Terry Payne, 815. Youngest ever appearance maker, Theo Walcott, 16 years, 143 days. The next few weeks promise to be among the most important in the South Coast Club's recent history. Why do they have an FA Cup semi-final at Wembley against Chelsea to look forward to in two weeks' time? The Saints have seven matches in which to secure their top flight status, four of those away from home. Currently in the relegation zone, Southampton have won only five league games all season, as opposed to four out of four in the FA Cup, and just one of their last 18, away to rock-bottom West Bromwich Albion 3-2 in February. Mauricio Pellegrino, the Argentinian manager who was recruited from Spanish club Alaves last summer, paid the price for that rocky run and was dismissed from his position on March 12th, following a 3-0 defeat at Newcastle. Drafted in to replace him was Premier League managerial stalwart and former Southampton player Mark Hughes, himself shown the door by fellow strugglers Stoke only a couple of months earlier. The Welshman got off to a winning start when the Saints beat Manchester City's FA Cup conquerors Wigan Athletic 2-0 away from home in the quarter-final. But his first league game in charge, a classic relegation six-pointer at West Ham last Saturday, resulted in a bruising 3-0 defeat, leaving Southampton five points adrift of their conquerors and two points from safety. Albeit with the game in hand on the two clubs immediately above them, Crystal Palace and Huddersfield. Every point will be precious for the Hampshire club from here on in as they seek to prolong their membership of English football's elite division for a seventh successive season. It is strange to find Southampton in this perilous position given that they have finished in the top half of the table in each of the last four seasons. Eighth under Mauricio Pochettino in 2013-14, seventh and sixth under Ronald Koeman in the next two campaigns, and eighth again last season, with a runners-up spot in the EFL Cup thrown in, 
under current Leicester boss Claude Puel. Indeed, the Saints played Europa League football in each of the past two campaigns and the prospect of a return to that competition next season remains a possibility should they go on to defy the odds and win the FA Cup. Southampton won here 2-0 at Emirates Stadium on their last visit. In the 2016-17 EFL Cup quarter-final, and also led for most of their home Premier League fixture against the Gunners in December before a late Olivier Giroud equaliser denied them victory in a 1-1 draw. After today, the Saints take on Chelsea, Bournemouth and Manchester City at home in addition to fixtures away at Leicester, Swansea and Everton. It's a tough schedule and even with the encouragement of several key players having recently returned from injury, it is one that will test the team's survival instinct to the full. Club Culture Arsenal Kenya More than just a supporters club Club Background Arsenal Kenya Supporters Club was officially formed in 2011 when a few friends, led by the now club president, Dennis Anyao, started meeting to watch Arsenal matches together. More fans joined the group after either learning from their peers or social media updates. What started initially as a fun group for watching and discussing football matters eventually turned into a socially meaningful group that was later registered with the Kenya Registrar of Societies. The spirit of watching Arsenal matches together caught on and led to the establishment of 12 branches in various towns countrywide. Each group has a branch leader who communicates to the National Executive Committee, or NEC, based at the capital city Nairobi. The fan club undertakes charity events such as visiting children's homes, where donations such as food, clothing and compound cleanup are carried out. The club also adopted a young girl whose mother was a member and passed on a few years ago, and contributions towards her school fees and living expenses are channelled through the established bank account. We also help one another in cases of medical bills and bereavements afflicting our members and their close relatives, besides celebrating together in good times. Other activities include National Prayer Day, an interbranch football tournament, end-of-year party and recently a cross-border including Tanzania, Uganda, Rwanda and Zimbabwe fans' charity event during the Easter holiday. This year, happening in Rwanda and last year in Tanzania. Club background. Kennedy Mathiga of Arsenal Kenya recently sent in a report from his visit to the Gunners match against Watford last month. Wow, he writes, this was beyond my imagination and a dream come true. After representing our fan club at the fans' forum prior to the Watford game, the supporter liaison officer, Mark Brindle, took me on a stadium tour. What an amazing surprise. Not only did I have a guided tour, but also an interview with the Arsenal media crew. Starting from the players' entrance, trophy area, players' changing room, the best part, the tunnel, pitch side, diamond club and, oh, Gunnosaurus showing up after the interview. The whole tour brought tears of joy to me. I was blown away by the experience, and I'm sure every overseas Arsenal fan would share the same feeling being at the Emirates Stadium, because it's like a pilgrimage to one's football club. I'm really grateful to Mark for everything. 
Long live Arsenal FC. Long live the fans. Up the Arsenal. Gooners forever. For more information, you can visit www.arsenal.com forward slash supporters clubs forward slash setting hyphen up hyphen your hyphen own hyphen club. Level up. There are some big changes afoot on Emirates Stadium's club level this summer. We're increasing capacity on club level. Currently, there are approximately 7,000 seats on club level in the stadium. Almost 800 additional seats will be installed on club level over the next two years, creating a ring of new seating that will stretch almost a kilometre. The extra capacity will help meet demand and enable more supporters to watch the team. Half of these new seasonal seats will be in place ready for the start of the 2018-2019 season, with the remaining half installed ahead of the 2019-2020 campaign. Approximately 350 tonnes of new galvanised structural steel will be used during the course of the project. New beginnings for Dial Square. Dial Square is a club-level bar named after the Woolwich Arsenal Armament Factory's football team, which was formed in 1886. Located in the clock end of the stadium, this area is being refurbished over the summer. It's not only a celebration of the club's origin, but also the mechanics behind every great game. This informal space will have an industrial spirit that centres around a social courtyard, inviting fans to arrive early to the stadium and immerse themselves in the matchday build-up. The new designs are by Agency 20.20, who have worked with us since 2002. At Emirates Stadium, they have brought to life a variety of original and inspiring spaces around club level. This transformation will also bring a new dining experience to club level, from freshly made pizza straight from a specialised pizza oven to succulent rotisserie chicken. What is club level? It's home to our platinum members who are here for every first-team competitive home game, including Premier League, FA Cup, European and League Cup fixtures. Our members enjoy complimentary half-time drink and official matchday programme, a team of dedicated account executives, access to exclusive members-only clubs with dining included for every match, or season ticket-only options for more traditional matchday fare in our corner bars, such as hot dogs and fish and chips or pizza and pasties. For more information about seasonal platinum membership on club level, contact the Premier Sales team on 0345 262 0001, option 2. Email clublevel at arsenal.co.uk or visit premiumconcierge.arsenal.com That sums it all up. 20 years since Arsene Wenger's team won Arsenal's second double, the matchday programme recalls the stories that surrounded the 1997-98 season. As the 1997-98 season entered its final few weeks, that old refrain, 1-0 to the Arsenal, oh so familiar during the George Graham years, had never rang truer. Four victories by that scoreline in the Premiership against Wimbledon, Manchester United, 
Sheffield Wednesday and Bolton Wanderers had seen the Gunners edge ahead of United in the race for the title during the month of March. April also would start with yet another 1-0 win as the Gunners' twin trophy hunt gathered momentum when they edged past Wolverhampton Wanderers in the FA Cup semi-final at Villa Park. Christopher Ray, the enigmatic Liberian who netted on his debut at Wimbledon the previous month, had repeated the trick at the end of March at Bolton. He made it three winners in five matches when he netted the only goal of the game as early as the 12th minute in the high noon cup clash. Dennis Bergkamp was missing, suspended following his dismissal at West Ham in the previous round, and Ray took his chance when he calmly side-footed past Wolves keeper Hans Sagers. My only disappointment was that we didn't score the second goal that would have calmed my nerves on the bench, commented a relieved Arsene Wenger, who had just been named Carling Manager of the Month for March. 1-0 to the Arsenal has never been my intention, although we have won many matches by that score in the last month. We don't set out to win 1-0. I'd love to win 5-0. It would be easier on my nerves. Unfortunately, congestion on the M6 outside Birmingham meant many Arsenal fans missed the goal. There were 4,000 still outside when the game started. I estimate at least 2,000 didn't see Ray's goal, said irate Vice-Chairman David Dane, who vowed to make a formal complaint to the FA after his plea for the kick-off to be delayed had been ignored. With a Wembley date against Newcastle United fixed for May the 16th, Wenger's Gunners now had no distractions as they homed in on the club's first title for seven years. Every game in the league becomes a cup final for us, commented Patrick Vieira with, in a small twist, Newcastle our next opponents as we return to league action. Arsenal managed to score three times the first time they had done so in nine games, as the Toon left Highbury nursing a 3-1 defeat. It was Arsenal's fifth straight win and eighth in nine Premiership games, after a Nicolas Anelka double and a sensational long-range Vieira strike did the damage. Boyhood Arsenal fan Warren Barton netted a late consolation for the visitors. Arsenal were on a roll, and easily swatted aside Blackburn Rovers 4-1 at Ewood Park on Easter Monday. The Gunners were 3-0 up inside the opening 15 minutes, courtesy of Dennis Bergkamp, who scored after just two minutes, and a quick-fire Ray Parler double. Anelka hit a fourth before the break, before Kevin Gallagher pulled one back for Rovers in the second half. To be in such control at half-time was a dream come true, said Wenger. Skipper Tony Adams, though, was more concerned about another clean sheet going begging. We didn't concede for nine Premiership games, and we have to get back that sort of meanness, he said. My only disappointment was we allowed Gallagher to score, just like Barton did for Newcastle. The captain would have been pleased the following Saturday, as his side did indeed record a shutout, as Wimbledon were dismantled 5-0 at Highbury. The Dons arrived in North London boasting the best away defensive record in the league, but were ran ragged with Adams opening the scoring after just 12 minutes, and Mark Overmars and Bergkamp adding two more before the 20th minute. 
Second half goals from Emmanuel Pettit and Ray completed the scoring, with David Seaman, who had been involved in a car accident the day before, having little to do at the other end. Adams, meanwhile, reserved some very special praise for young defender Matt Upson, signed from Luton Town on the eve of the season. Upson played alongside the skipper in the win over Wimbledon, and Adams gushed, I believe he has a bright future. In fact, I see him as my long-term successor, and I am already showing him the ropes in my position. Dutch duo Overmars and Bergkamp, the latter, with a delightful curling effort, were on target a week later in a comfortable 2-0 win at Barnsley. The host started at a ferocious speed, but the gunners slowly took control to gain three more valuable points at Oakwell. Two more victories would clinch the title. I must praise the approach of the players, said Wenger. They are enjoying their football, so they treat each game as a new challenge. We must maintain that attitude until the end of the season. Meanwhile, veteran striker Ian Wright played for an hour in the reserves 2-2 draw at West Ham and immediately set his sights on a title medal. I want to play my part in helping Arsenal win the championship. That might shut Paul Ince up because he is always teasing me about how many he has got, he quipped. I have had a series of injuries which have all taken their time to heal, but the way the boys have been playing has made it so much easier for me because it is easy to show patience when the team are doing so well. And he also had a not-so-sly dig at the media. Before Christmas, they were writing so much rubbish about how there were problems in the squad, but the results and performances have shown how little they know. Arsenal ended the month how they started it, with a 1-0 win, this time over a hard-working Derby County side, who had come to North London clearly intent on trying not to lose. Pettit scored the only goal of the game with a long-range strike in front of a tense Highbury crowd after Bergkamp had seen his early penalty saved by Mart Poom. The Dutchman would eventually limp off with a hamstring strain, which would end his domestic season, although he would be named PFA Players Player of the Year. The win gained Arsenal some revenge for a dreadful 3-0 loss to the Rams at Pride Park back in November. But more importantly, it meant Arsenal needed just one more win to secure the title in Arsene Wenger's first full season in English football. Arsenal First Team Squad 1997-98 1. David Seaman 2. Lee Dixon 3. Nigel Winterburn 4. Patrick Vieira 5. Steve Bold 6. Tony Adams 7. David Platt 8. Ian Wright 9. Nicholas Anelka 10. Dennis Bergkamp 11. Mark Overmars 12. Christopher Ray 13. Alex Manninger 14. Martin Keown 15. Ray Parler 17. Emmanuel Pettit 18. Gilles Grimandi 19. Remy Gard 20. Matthew Upson 21. Louis Boamorte 22. Ian Selly 23. Alberto Mendes 25. Scott Marshall 26. Vince Bartram 27. Paul Shaw 
28. Stephen Hughes 29. Glenn Helder 30. Gavin McGowan 31. Chris Kiwamya 32. Isaiah Rankin 33. Michael Black 34. Jason Crow. Match Action Arsenal v CSKA Moscow Thursday, April 5th, 2018 8.05 Europa League Game number 50 Arsenal 4 CSKA Moscow 1 Quarterfinal first leg Venue Emirates Stadium Referee Pavel Kradovec Attendance 58,285 Match stats Total shots Arsenal 18 Moscow 11 Shots on target Arsenal 9 Moscow 4 Corners Arsenal 3 Moscow 4 Offsides Arsenal 7 Moscow 5 Fouls Arsenal 11 Moscow 14 Possession Arsenal 57% Moscow 43% Man of the match Mesut Ozil Match facts This was the first time Arsenal scored four or more goals in the first half of a European game since December 2004 Aaron Ramsey has scored six goals in his last seven games in all competitions as many as in his previous 36 appearances. Alexandre Lacazette has scored 10 goals in his last 13 Europa League appearances, with these his first two as an Arsenal player in the competition. 8 for Lyon. Arsenal scorers Ramsey in the 9th and 28th minute Lacazette, the 23rd minute penalty, and in the 35th minute. Number 33, Czech. 24, Bellerin. 6, Kozilny. 20, Mustafi. 18, Monreal. 10, Wilshire, substituted 74th minute. 29, Zaka. 77, Mkhitaryan, substituted 61st minute. 9. Lacazette, substituted 74th minute. 8. Ramsey. 11. Ozil. Substitutes. Number 54. Macy. 31. Koresinak. 21. Chambers. 35. Elneny. Brought on 74th minute. 23. Welbeck. Brought on 74th minute. 17. Iwobi. Brought on 61st minute. 16. Holding. CSKA Moscow scorer. Golovin in the 15th minute. Number 35. Akenfiv. Number 24. Berezutsky. Number 4. Ignashevich. Number 6. Berezutsky. Number 89. Kuchev. Number 66. Nacho. Brought on 74th minute. Number 17. Golovin. 
Number 42, Shenikov. Number 10, Zhargoev. Brought on 64th minute. Number 7, Musa. Brought on 83rd minute. Number 3, Vernbloom. Substitutes. Number 1, Pomazan. Number 8, Milanov. Brought on 74th minute. Number 11, Vitino. Brought on 64th minute. Number 25, Bistrovich. Number 63, Charlov. Number 75, Zamelodinov. Number 80, Kowasanov. Brought on 83rd minute. First half. The game came to life immediately as Aaron Ramsey had a goal ruled out before he gave us the lead inside 10 minutes, finishing a lovely passing move. The Russians equalised with a stunning free kick before Alexandre Lacazette converted a penalty after Mesut Ozil was fouled. Ozil then set up Ramsey for his second, an audacious flick with the outside of his boot, which arced over goalkeeper Igor Akinfeev and into the net. Ozil was the creator-in-chief yet again moments later, pulling the ball back for Lacazette, to drive home from just inside the area. Second half, Henrik Mkhitaryan came close to increasing the lead in the opening seconds of the second period, as the Gunners looked to continue where they left off after a blistering first 45 minutes. Ramsey was chasing his hat-trick and so nearly claimed it, but his shot from Nacho Monreal's cross was deflected wide. The Welshman came even closer to his treble, but saw his shot hit the post as Arsenal threatened to run riot. Substitute Alex Iwobi almost set up Lacazette at the far post when he himself was released by Ozil, but Arsenal had to be content with a 4-1 lead to take to Moscow. The Arsenal Foundation. My story. The Arsenal Foundation has helped fund Islington Play Association's Play Day event. Wendy Jeeves from the organisers tells us all about it. Play Day is a national celebration with events taking place across the country on the first Wednesday of August each year. Islington Play Day is always free for all, ensuring every child across the borough has the opportunity to join in the fun. We aim to create an experience that includes simple yet exciting possibilities for play and which encourages parents and carers to understand and appreciate the importance of play to children's healthy development and well-being. The event is organised and supervised by Islington's 12 Adventure Playgrounds, run by Islington Play Association and Awesome CIC. Playworkers promote and showcase their approach to play, which ensures a fun and adventurous day for all. The event provides an opportunity for families from across the borough to come together and for children to be recognised as an important part of Islington. Typically, this event attracts more than a 1,000 people, young and old. Although it was very wet, Play Day 2017 was well attended, with children enjoying themselves in the rain. They could take in the Arsenal penalty shootouts, the coconut shy, go-karts and water rockets, plus arts and crafts including a cardboard city, den building and pendant making. 
The trees provided much-needed shelter from the rain and allowed children to shoot water-stroke paint pistols, have a go at tightrope walking and climb in the nets in the trees. The under-fives area enjoyed messy play with sand and water, cornflower slime and painting. Despite the rain, children continued to dance and join in games arranged and supervised by play workers at the Music Stroke PA tent. The event is designed to limit the need for queues and instead allow children to explore the park and join in whatever they want to. Be it a water slide, water rockets, somersaulting on crash mats, climbing in nets, building using real tools or playing games. It's a chance for children to animate the park with their play. It was a challenging play day due to the relentless rain, but fun was had by all, and the children found a variety of ways to use cardboard boxes to avoid getting wet. The event promoted the importance of play whatever the weather, and brought together hundreds of children from across the borough and from the 12 adventure playgrounds, showing a strong, united play community exists in Islington. Groups came from children's centres and holiday clubs to join in celebrating the day. The event showcased the approach of the adventure playgrounds to carry on regardless, and parents and carers recognised that children will play whatever the weather, if given the chance, and that it's important for them to support their children. Rain should never stop play. Play Day 2018 is at Barnard Park on Wednesday, August the 1st. For more information, visit www.islingtonplay.org.uk. For more information, please visit www.breakingconvention.com. Tunes. Arsenal. Manager Arsene Wenger. Red shirts with white sleeves, white shorts and red and white socks. Number four. Per Matasaka. Number six. Laurent Koscielny. Number seven, Henrik Mkhitaryan. Number eight, Aaron Ramsey. Number nine, Alexander Lacazette. Number ten, Jack Wilshire. Number eleven, Mesut Ozil. Number thirteen, David Ospina, goalkeeper. Number fourteen, Pierre Emerick Aubameyang. Number sixteen, Rob Holding. Number seventeen, Alex Awobi. Number eighteen, Nacho Monreal. Number nineteen, Santi Gazzola. Number twenty. Shkodran Mustafi. 21, Callum Chambers. 23, Danny Welbeck. 24, Hector Bellerin. 27, Konstantinos Mavropanos. 29, Granite Zakar. 30, Ainsley Maidlin-Niles. 31, Seyed Kalasinac. 33, Petr Ketch, goalkeeper. 35, Mohamed Elneny. 43, Joss De Silva. 44, Vlad Dragomir. 47, Charlie Gilmore. Number 50, Dayan Ilyev, goalkeeper. Number 54, Matt Macy, goalkeeper. 61, Reese Nelson. 62, Eddie and Katea. 63, Jordi Wazi Tutu. And number 69, Joe Willock. Southampton. Black and green striped shirts, green shorts, black and green socks. Manager Mark Hughes. Number 2, Cedric. Number 3, Maya Yoshida. Number five, Jack Stevens. Number six, Wesley Hoyd. Number seven, Shane Long. Number eight, Stephen Davis. Number nine, Guido Carrillo. Number ten, Charlie Austin. 
Number 11, Dusan Tadic. Number 13, Alex McCarthy, goalkeeper. Number 14, Oriol Romeo. Number 16, James Ward-Prowse. 18, Mario Lamina. 19, Sofiane Buffal. 20, Manolo Gabbiadini. 21, Ryan Bertrand. 22, Nathan Redmond. 23, Pierre-Emile Hordberg. 25, Florin Gardos. 26, Jeremy Pied. 28, Stuart Taylor, goalkeeper. Number 30, Will Wood. 32, Alfie Jones. 34, Jake Flanagan. 35, Jan Bednarek. 38, Sam McQueen. 39, Josh Sims. 42, Jake Hesketh. 43, Jan Valery. 44, Fraser Forster, goalkeeper. Number 61, Michael Oberfemi. Officials, referee Andre Mariner, assistant referees Scott Ledger and Simon Long, fourth official Mike Dean. Today's other fixture, Chelsea versus West Ham, kick-off 4.30pm. The Arsenal Foundation, helping young people fulfil their potential through education and sport. Arsene Wenger. That brings us to the end of this audio production of the Arsenal Match Day program. MBNA, official partner of Arsenal. The perfect match. Working together to make good stuff happen for fans. MBNA is a responsible lender. Credit cards issued by MBNA Limited. Credit is available subject to status to UK residents age 18 or over. Switch, save, and win. Catch your bells. Win Arsenal prizes and do something for the planet. This season, we're giving Arsenal fans even more chances to win great prizes with an exciting new competition. Of course, you can still get the same 100% green electricity that powers Emirates Stadium for your home. And it's less than the price of the average standard tariff from the big suppliers. Sign up today at afc.octopus.energy for more chances to win. Octopus Energy. Official energy partner with Arsenal. Switch online now at afc.octopus.energy. Arsenal. Always ahead of the game. Red membership 2017-18. Membership benefits include priority ticket access, access to ticket exchange, exclusive membership pack, Access to unlimited Arsenal video content. Join today from £29. Always ahead of the game.com. Arsenal Stadium Tour. Get closer to the home of football. Includes the FA Cup experience. Audio tours in nine languages. Find out more at arsenal.com forward slash tours. 
Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. 